Welcome, friends. This is Talking By Myself, and I'm your host, Layla Rosa. So I was researching the topic of fear, and I really love TED Talks, and I came across this TED Talk, which is called What Fear Can Teach Us, and the speaker is Karen Thompson Walker. I'm going to go ahead and play what she says, or what she believes, how she defines fear. What fear is, if you think about it, it's a kind of unintentional storytelling that we are all born knowing how to do. And fears and storytelling have the same components. They have the same architecture. Uh, Like all stories, fears have characters. In our fears, the characters are us. Uh, Fears also have plots. Yep. They are us. We are the main character in our fear stories, in our fear. Beginnings and middles and ends. You board the plane. The plane takes off. The engine fails. Our fears also tend to contain imagery that can be every bit as vivid as what you might find in the pages of a novel. Picture a cannibal. Human teeth sinking into human skin, human flesh roasting over a fire. Fears also have suspense. If I've done my job as a storyteller today, you should be wondering what happened to the men of the whale ship Essex. Our fears provoke in us a very similar form of suspense. Just like all great stories, our fears focus our attention on a question that is as important in life as it is in literature. What will happen next? In other words, our fears make us think about the future. And humans, by the way, are the only... Fears make us think about the future. I'm going to pause that right there and go ahead and touch on something that... um, Because that really resonates with me. And something that um, I've mentioned before, which would be anxiety. So anxiety is actually defined as the fear of the future. Because you think about what anxiety is, what it does, and kind of where your mind goes. Uh, With those of us who do suffer from an anxiety disorder, you can kind of relate to that. And even if you don't, every human being has experienced some sort of anxiety in their lifetime. Uh, So it's very interesting. And I wanted to add that two cents into this topic. And let's go ahead and uh, listen to her one more time. Only creatures capable of thinking about the future in this way, of projecting ourselves forward in time. And this mental time travel is just one more thing that fears have in common with storytelling. Yeah, Um, I never thought about this perspective of having like or fear being like storytelling. I think that's so interesting. Okay, you see how that ties into my childhood story about spiders and being afraid of them. (laughs) It suddenly makes sense. So that's a very I feel like she's done a great job of just like having fear being a different um, light because so often we're just like fear it's bad we shouldn't have it like you know what I mean like we're always just like told that from very early on growing up in um, the American society that fear is a bad thing and you shouldn't feel fear and if you feel fear on any level especially just like I wouldn't know but I think there's definitely there is a toxic masculinity that definitely lends itself to being uh anti-fear whereas fear is actually so it's just human like we all have them we all have different levels of it and um i just think that's so interesting like how we're you know we're really told to like push things down or to like not feel something or to overcome the fear face the fear is like a very common saying that i've seen a lot of places um 
or another one that makes me laugh is um <laughs> it's like pain is or fear i forget what that saying is i'm gonna have to look that up but um it's like something about pain leaving the body and how that's like fear exiting i don't know it's it's like so everywhere i don't, I don't even know but anyways um isn't that fascinating i'm fascinated so with that said, I'm going to be now journeying into how fear has basically my relationship with fear throughout my life. So the natural place to start would be in childhood. When I was about six or seven years old, I remember feeling an intensity that felt like my life was at stake. And this intensity was in this next story that I'm about to share with you. So as a kid, I remember sleeping one night and my brother and I slept in the same bedroom, but in different beds. And so... That made me feel a bit safer because I had a really deep fear of spiders. And of course, people go, oh, well, everybody has a fear of spiders as a kid. But I'm talking about I had a literal phobia of spiders. And it was so bad that one night I actually, before I go there, I want to share a little funny uh, thing. So as a kid, um, I didn't know what spiders were called for some reason. Like I kind of explained it before, but I have a learning disability and I think that probably factored in. But um, I used to call them waz. And I used to tell my dad, like, go get the wa. I was like, the wa, the wa. And I was always freaked out by them when I would see them in my room or if they're like in a corner. I'd be, I couldn't go to sleep. Like I had to get my dad to get the spider out of the room. I just couldn't, couldn't peacefully a float off into dreamland. So that's kind of a funny lighter aspect of this phobia that I had. Now, this story has never left my mind. So one night I was sleeping and I was in, like, I had a pretty good sized bed as a kid. It was pretty awesome, actually. And I was all sleeping, all resting and stuff. And then I remember just out of the blue, waking up, and seeing visually with my eyes that I was convinced that there were there was like a tornado of swirling bugs all around me. And they were just going in this circular motion around my body. And I remember feeling extremely claustrophobic. And I saw the spiders and I saw um, like bees which also freaked me out and I saw like mayflies and like who knows probably some other weird insects that I just creeped me out the way they looked um and the truth was I wasn't they weren't really there those like there was no uh tornado of bugs swirling around me but in that maybe semi-half-awake state. I'm not really sure. I was convinced that they were there. So the only way for me to get out of the situation in my mind at this six-year-old age was to grab my child 
Bible. Like it was like a kid's Bible. So it was like cardboard and it had like pictures, like colorful pictures and like Jesus with some lambs. And I grabbed it and I ran outside and it was probably about 6 a.m. in the morning um, because my mom would later come home and see me outside and ask me, why are you outside? Why aren't you in your bed? Like, why aren't you sleeping? Because she used to work night shift as a nurse and down in Southern California where I was living at the time. So, and that's a key point too, because there was a lot of bugs where we lived. There's a lot of spiders and stuff. And one of the spiders that always creeped me out were black widows. Like I, to this day, I'm so freaked out by them. Um, I just thought they were like the most scary thing that could possibly come my way. <laughs> the thing that could like kill me, right? Cause they're very poisonous. Um, so I'm not really sure where that fear exactly started when I was young, but I knew that if I got bit by a black widow that I could die possibly. Um, so that was always freaky. And so, yeah, I had this really vivid, like hallucination and was so disturbed by it. I had to get out of my room, just run outside and, you know, I was probably screaming and crying and I remember crying. I don't, I don't know if I screamed, but, um, and I, I just sat outside by myself and, uh, then my mom came and yeah. So that's something that, uh, to this day is so vivid in my own mind that I still can see the swarm, which is, it's like, it's interesting how that kind of, we as humans kind of, you know, we take on these, these memories and these experiences. So, um, that's a very early childhood fear that I had. And now I'm going to be moving on to some other types of fears that I experience as an adult. Last summer, I met somebody and I was seeing this person and um, it was really intense. Uh, We connected on a lot of different levels, but something I realized that we very quickly connected on was trauma and uh childhood trauma and you know it kind of felt like somebody heard me for the first time in my life in a way that I could I didn't have to hide like parts of myself and it felt like I could just be like myself right and I could just share it and like I don't know not be ashamed of it and they would understand um so and it was a really rocky relationship. It was like, it's, it's to this day, it's a little, it's a little bit complicated for me to articulate without giving this person's identity away. But, um, I don't think he listens to this podcast anyways, so it's probably fine. But, um, so this person, he struggled with some personal and mental health issues, I'll just say that that way it won't be given too much away. And um, it did make it really hard um, because like, although he like, we understood each other and like, we could like, he could like understand my sort of like path of like going through uh, therapy and like talking about anxiety and all that stuff. It was still, I feel that maybe he hadn't done as much work as I had done and that's not a judgment, but it was really revealed to me the longer that we were together and it was complicated and um something that was really weird to experience is like people making judgments about 
you know, how our relationship was or wasn't and about him as a person. And like that was hard to manage because it was already painful enough to like go through ending it and then people to comment on it. So I definitely learned to be a lot more protective of myself and my feelings and like talk about like people I'm seeing from that experience because um, it, it honestly was really important to me. Um, so something that, and so then I want to slow down for a minute because I saw this person over the summer and then like I went away cause I got into a play and then I came back again and I, we saw each other again. Like he messaged me and God, it's the worst time <laughs> around Christmas time, of course. And, um, so we saw each other and then it just fizzled out again. And I didn't, I just was like, I'm not going to go. I kept telling myself if I see him and I don't want to like go back to what, it was before it's got to be different and it wasn't different. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. So I learned something in that. And, um, but I also satisfied an urge that I wanted to tell him something. I wanted to say something to his face and him to know like how certain things made me feel. And I was able to do that. And I was so afraid. Like I was shaking so badly before I said like how, what he did made me feel like how it was really hurtful and stuff. And, so, but I said it and I overcame that fear and that I had that nagging fear in my core of myself, um, previous before telling him that, that I thought I would never be able to tell him how he hurt me, but I, I was able to say it in person to his face and like see him react and everything. And that was like, really, it helped me release a lot of things that were going on inside of me. But then I'll tell you the truth right now, like, this is crazy. It's not that crazy. So this person tried to come back into my life recently, like last week, and I was able to just uh, block them, basically. And um, they were blocked on one platform, but they ended up finding me on another one. So, uh, yeah, it's a complicated story. So anyways, I was able to block them and, you know, all those feelings still... Uh, welled up um and what really welled up for me was a lot of anger I was really angry and I hadn't been angry with him in a long time but then it just came back to me and I was like oh oh hi anger and also at the same time there was a humongous wave of fear that just came over me and I started to contemplate why why fear why is this happening you know what's this going on and ask questions not in a judgmental or you know uh, interrogating way to myself, but just more of a curiosity of what was going on. And something that's something my, my therapist has really been encouraging me to, to be doing is to be curious and not judgmental, as I was saying last week on my last episode. So um, something that the one of the fears that popped up at me, which is a very old fear that I carry around since I was a kid, I can remember this, was the fear of not being enough, just not being enough, not not enough. And that's something that really was exposed in this relationship for me. And I think probably a lot of people can relate to that is I, I'm just not enough. Like there's nothing I can do or say or become or change or whatever it is. And I just found myself asking like, Layla, like, do you think that's really your fault? Do you really think that's true about yourself? You know? And I was able to talk to my therapist about this moment, about this person trying to come back in my life. And 
you know, she said to me, she said, it's really easy for us to make ourselves believe that it was our fault, that these things happen and it's our fault and there was something in us. When reality is, it, it wasn't my fault. And it wasn't, I, I don't even know if it's okay to say that, for me to say that that's just where he's at. You know what I mean? Like, I don't hate him, but I acknowledge that he has a cycle that he, he goes through and that this is his cycle is that he's very turbulent in a relationship. He's very, uh, yeah, I think that, that word describes it. So that's a fear that's come up for me in this recent week is a fear of just not being enough. Um, and that feels very exposing because it has to do with validating, being being validated and all of that stuff. And there's also like that uh, inclination to want to figure out like, okay, but nope, nope, nope. Don't, uh, don't reach out to that person. And I really had to exercise some some will there. But I'm also in a place where I was like, I don't want to. And I was really proud to say that I really don't want to. And I know I'm, my life is, I'm in a happier place, better place without this person in it. And uh, I guess that kind of tiptoes into a, an, another topic, which is boundaries. But um, yeah, so there's that, that fear aspect in that story. And uh, it's something that I'm working on right now. Oh, but before I leave you, a couple of things. I want to read this quote that I've just found from a TED Talk that um, I listened to, and it's from Ingrid Benecourt. The TED Talk is called What Six Years in Captivity Taught Me About Fear and Faith. Now, in the podcast description, I will link both of these podcast episodes for you all. Um, I will also tell you that I have established an email for this podcast, and I would love, love, love to have feedback on it, your thoughts, questions, I don't know suggestions, all of it, please email me at talkingbymyselfpodcast at gmail.com. One more time. It is talkingbymyselfpodcast at gmail.com. It will also be in the podcast description. Okay, so now I'm going to go ahead and read this quote from What Six Years in Captivity Taught Me About Fear and Faith from Ingrid Benecourt. We all feel fear, but we can all avoid being recruited using the resources we have. Our principles, unity, faith. Yes, fear is a part of the human condition, as well as being necessary for survival. But above all, it is the guide by which each of us builds our identity, our personality. Reading that alone really just generates a ton of thoughts for me. But I wonder what it makes you think. So thank you, my friends, for taking a listen to Talking By Myself. I'm your host, Layla Rosa. I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Have a beautiful day.